We acknowledge the Aboriginal people of Victoria, the First Nations, and offer respects to Elders, both past and present. Welcome to a new podcast series for carers by Kinship Carers Victoria. With the next Victorian state election due in November, Grandparents Victoria and Kinship Carers Victoria has this week released a log of 14 claims. GPV, KCV, will use this to judge the commitment to families of all the candidates standing in the election. Anne McLeish, Director of the organisation, talks today about how the log of claims, covering areas such as children's rights, education, family welfare and health, was developed. Anne, what led to this log of claims being developed? And how did GPV KCV identify the claims made in it? Well, it was developed because GPV KCV has always been political. That is, small p political. We've always been involved in the public discourse with politicians and about politicians, in fact. We think that this is one of the most effective ways of influencing the laws and the regulations that create the framework that then, in turn, create the way that we have to conduct our lives. This is, in fact, our sixth log of claims. We always put out a log of claims for each state, Victorian election and each federal election. It was developed purely through consultation with our members. There's a three-step process that we use always. The first step is to revisit everything that our members have said to us about child and family welfare in the past 12 months and we record all of the main themes arising from their telephone calls and their emails and from our forums. The second thing we do to check those findings is to survey our members and ask them to whittle that long list down to some, a few items that they think have got real currency today. And the third thing we do is take that second list, that more refined list, to the board and they refine it even further. So that process acts as um, a filter that makes sure that we keep getting the detail right. But Bradley, it needs to be said that we're not party political. We have in fact on our board members of both the left and the right of the political continuum and members of both Labor and Liberal parties. So we're very balanced in our political views. What I see is that we have a board that is determined to make the best decisions about the welfare of children. And when we use that as our sieve through which we filter all of our decisions, party politics dissolves into nothingness. Some of the claims call for action at a state level, and in one instance, the establishment of a state level committee. Can you tell us the background to them and why they're included? Well, we think state governments should play a leadership role in all matters to do with child welfare. That doesn't mean that we want governments interfering in the lives of individual families, but we do want governments to set up a framework that means that the community has a responsibility to protect families and to protect children. One of the most significant claims in this particular log is that we're calling for the state government to implement a system of child impact statements. This means that no government portfolio, be they the education portfolio, the transport portfolio, the child protection portfolio, can release any major um, new policy direction without doing an impact statement, which details the impact that this is likely to have on the lives of children now and into the future. 
not only do we want the government to document their own view about this, but we want the impact statements put out to public consultation so that the community can actually act as a check and balance and, and add rich information from their perspective about what the likely impact on children is to be. I think that uh, if we had such a system as this going led by the government, then we would have a very good public debate about what's good for children. GPV, KCV, is very mindful of what's come out of the National Commission into the Abuse of Children. And we're careful about the fact and promoting the fact that this just isn't government business alone. This is government and community business. And we want greater and more open avenues for the community to get involved. Do you have favourite claims in terms of their potential long-term impact? Yes, Bradley. We have called for one state committee to be formed, and that's a state committee to promote child's play. Recent research tells us that the value of play to child's overall well-being has been undervalued and in recent generations probably lost. And so while this might look like a fairly insignificant um, claim to some people, to us it's not an insignificant claim. The other thing I want to say about play is that um, we are proud to be associated with the International Play Association and we at all times try to honour the International Play Association and the Article 31 in the UN Convention of the Rights of the Child. Not many Australians will know that Australia led the fight for the UN to make Article 31 and the child's right to play an issue of international significance a few years ago. And we're very determined as an organisation to play a part in making sure that the Australian government plays a role in fulfilling the requirements of Article 31. Given that play is of such importance and features so prominently in GPV KCV's log of claims, we also spoke to Barbara Champion, Director of Play Australia, the peak national advocacy organisation for play in this country. Barbara, why is play, especially outdoor play, so important for the wellbeing of children? Outdoor play is really important because it gives children freedom to be able to make decisions about their own play and what interests them. Unfortunately, many people think that outdoor play is about organising children. Sometimes I wonder if we as adults think that the only thing worth valuing is decisions that we as adults make, whereas in fact children make decisions every day when they are given the opportunity to play. Their self-esteem is enhanced and that's a really essential aspect of growing up. They learn thinking skills. They must experience nature as all of us did when we were young, but increasingly these opportunities are, are limited. Their physical development, their cognitive development and their capacity to work with other people is developed through play. The minute that adults start interfering and thinking that they can determine the rules for the game or whatever it is that the children are, are playing at, then we take away that opportunity. So children need play and they need play outside where they're connecting with their environment, which we expect them to grow up as responsible human beings to care for the environment. 
And uh, so this, these are just a few of the reasons why outdoor play is so important. What's your reaction to the fact that GPV, KCV, is calling on the state government to establish a state committee and campaign to promote the value of play across the whole community? Play Australia is really excited about this proposal because what it can do is to bring together people and organisations across the state who share a common commitment to children's play and the importance of it. So we think it's a marvellous idea. We think that we need to be able to focus attention on what is actually happening with children's lives today. I don't know if everybody is as familiar with the details as we are, but there is every amount of evidence today to show that children today are not going to live as long as their parents. Now, we just take for granted that we live longer than our parents as uh, medical science progresses, but because of the poor health of so many children, we're now being told by the medical experts that, in fact, their longevity is going to be limited. There was a, an article not so long ago in The Age from surgeons talking about the fact that they have been doing so many um, operations on eight-year-olds for what is called ACL, which I understand are footballer injuries. And the surgeons are saying, what on earth is going on that we are operating on eight-year-olds? Because the reason is obviously clear. These children are being brought up in environments where they're, they're not playing outside, they're not exercising, they're not getting all of the physical development that we as children just took for granted. And so we do have really a very serious concern about children's play. I must say, too, that the, um, the, the people in the industry, everybody who works in recreation, in parks, in play, in uh, the whole outdoor industry, all knows about this information. But what we're not doing is connecting with the people who don't have this information. The importance of having a, a committee at state level is so that people from all walks of life and the industry, be it Parks Victoria, be it Sport and Rec Victoria, be it Outdoors Victoria, all of our partners in promoting greater physical activity in particular for children can come together quickly, briefly and to come up with some strategies that the state government should support in order to be able to get all of our children active outside. Is there anything else you'd like to say to kinship carers listening about play? I would love to say that Play Australia has the greatest respect and gratitude and support for kinship carers. I've been fortunate to meet a number of members of Grandparents Victoria and Kinship Carers Victoria, and I have the highest respect for these amazing people who are prepared to virtually donate their lives to the support of children that they are connected with one way or another. So I think the world of these people and I think that we, being the state at large, need to carefully consider how we can support them to enable them to provide the outdoor play that their children need. Kinship carers operate their lives on a daily basis 
with what I consider must be extreme difficulty, whether it's due to uh, physical support, whether it's due to financial support, and the need for connections and support within their own communities. And I would love to see the state being able to resource kinship carers in particular, who can tell us we need to listen to them as to what their needs are, because they actually do know of the importance of play. Generally speaking, they are older than young parents, obviously, and therefore they have grown up in an environment where they have experienced outdoor play and they therefore have the skills and the resilience that comes from having active outdoor play when you are young. So kinship carers know that it is really important to be able to provide outdoor play for their children. And so I believe that the state and the various organisations that the state supports needs to be able to support kinship carers to carry out their lives caring for their children as, as they would wish. Look out for the next podcast in the series to be posted on the last Friday in July. Topics for discussion in podcast number four will include issues relating to carer wellbeing and will feature a visit to one of KCV's artist-in-residence sessions. This podcast series is made possible through funding provided by the Victorian Government's Department of Health and Human Services.